Welcome everyone to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. As you all know, I occasionally have on remarkable men who are not only allies in our fight for equity in the workplace, but true champions. And I can't say a better word to describe the guests we have on today. David Ackert of Ackert Inc., welcome to the show. Thanks, Susan. Great to be here. So good to have you on. You've been an ally and a champion for so long now uh, in the fight for equity in the workplace that your voice, I'm surprised, hasn't been on my show long ago. But here we are, lucky to have you here today, and I want to tell the world a little more about you. Now, I know you, and most of my listeners may have either met you or definitely know your work. But for the few who haven't, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So uh, as you mentioned, I'm the president of Ackard Inc. We've been in the business of helping professional service firms uh, meet their business development objectives and resolve their business development challenges for almost 20 years. Um, We work with a variety of professional service uh, verticals, primarily legal, but also accounting, consulting, engineering, and several others. Um, And uh, we have two sides to our business. We do a lot of consulting and training, so business development training, strategic consulting, that sort of thing. And then we've developed a suite of uh, products in our Pipeline Plus uh, uh, platform, which help firms to manage key relationships, to learn new techniques through our e-learning modules, and to just uh, get a sense of where they're headed through the business intelligence that we've integrated into our tool. So I have to say, David, I first became familiar with your work um, in your business development training modules and the conversations that I engaged with you and your staff or your um, partners or advisors on your, in, your, in your business. Amazing stuff. Really great content. And look, folks, you know I know what I'm talking about when it comes to business development best practices. I did that for 20 years. And David and his work, um, not to sound you know, obnoxious here, but I will say they totally deserve your time and attention and money as well. Time, attention, and money right there because he knows what he's talking about. The modules are great. Uh, Everything that comes out of your mouth, David, I know I sound like a sycophant. I'm not, but everything that comes out of your mouth, I hang on to, listen to, check it out, try it out. You're amazing. The work that you do with uh, people in professional services is just absolutely, you know, beyond words. So for so long, we've been trying to implement business development best practices in law firms across the country. You have made it doable. You have made it easy to understand and easy to do. So thank you for that. Um, Did not mean to make this a commercial about your work, but I'm so impressed with everything that you do. Um, I have checked out Pipeline. It too is incredible. So I bet you're feeling pretty um, fortunate that you had the foresight to provide services as well as products and tech during this COVID-19 crisis because people need what you have to offer in every way, especially now. So there you go. First of all, let me just rewind by saying thank you so much for your kind words. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a a business partner who uh, has really been incredibly influential in, in bringing a lot of the curriculum and the concepts uh, forward that we uh, use in our work, and she's just you know incredible and brilliant. She's a, a lawyer by trade, 
Uh, and you know, I've got a great team and we're constantly looking at and brainstorming new ways that we can help the people that we work with. And, you know, I pick up a lot of new ideas and inspiration from friends like you who are also out there innovating and presenting, uh, great ideas. You know, I remember seeing you present at the, uh, women leaders forum now called the diversity leadership forum and was really, uh, really impressed with uh, many of the concepts that you shared with the room. So, you know, I, I, I certainly appreciate your your words, but I, I also want to just acknowledge that it's it's not all me, and and I certainly wouldn't be able to contribute at the level that I hope that I do without the people around me. Um, that and, you know, you beautiful. mentioned so you you know humility is very attractive, David. So that is beautiful, um, super meaningful that you said that you do have a great team, and let's let's make sure that we give them a shout out on this as well. Um, go ahead. Did you want to say something? I have a burning question, but I'll wait. No, no. I, I just want to acknowledge your other point. Just make sure everything that you're saying, you know, I'm hearing and, and I want to speak to. Um, you mentioned sort of pipeline and we, we you know, we met, we developed the, the pipeline software tool because this uh, challenge of managing key relationships has always been an issue for service providers. You know, they're not salespeople by trade and business development tends to be sort of one of those extracurricular activities if it ends up being an activity at all. Um, there has been renewed interest in all of that uh, since COVID, simply because networking has gotten harder. And I think people are recognizing that maintaining uh, a connection with their relationships is more important than ever. Uh, so yes, definitely a lot of renewed interest in that tool. Um, and uh, But I, I think it's one of those things that will never sort of not be relevant, right? Simply because no matter what your expertise, no matter what your background, your pedigree, all of that has tremendous value, but only if you can connect it to the people who will ultimately be served by it and will help you to monetize it. So at the end of the day, our relationships, in my opinion, are our most prized possession. Well, I am an ENFJ, so I agree that relationships are everything. And my burning question was, I know a bit about Pipeline, but not as much as I would like to know. Would you tell us what Pipeline is? So that was great. <laughs> it was like you read my mind. Um, sure. Because sure. I first fell in love with the uh, company Ackert Inc. and all the folks that work there, when I was focused on business development, I didn't get the... Um, insights that I now want to get about pipeline. So that was why I was going to ask you that burning question. So good call. I'm glad that we were mind melding. Well, let me ask you this, because I have to say a lot of people say, I want to learn from a lawyer how to develop business. And I know it's important to have the JD or uh, behind your name. However, I find, you know, it's also great, if not sometimes greater to learn best business development practices from business executives. So what was it that brought you to where you are today? Like what compelled you to do what you do now? Sure. Well, um, it was definitely um, not by design, right? It was sort of reactive to current conditions. Uh, my first career was in the entertainment industry and my second career was in the software industry. And by the time I got to my third career, right around that time, I met my wife who became my business partner. And um, you know, I was kind of adrift at that point. I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself, but it was really sh uh, she who pointed out, listen, when you were uh, an actor, you developed good presentation skills and communication skills uh, in software. You figured out how to um, develop 
and uh, sell products to institutional buyers all over the country. Uh, and these are tools that uh, we don't, as lawyers, learn how to manage into our practices when we go to law school. So why don't you start working with lawyers and other you know, service providers who are advisors first, but also you know, need to do some business development? So I've just followed her lead and we developed uh, first the consultancy and then um, pipeline came some years later when we realized that we could scale the business and, and help more people more effectively if we had technologies that were proprietary platforms that you know, we could put in the hands of lawyers and other providers so that they can manage their key relationships on a mobile app really simply, really easily, uh, going to kind of keep those relationships top of mind for them so that they can be effective and, and front and center with their clients, prospects, and referral sources. Um, first of all, how wonderful that you are recognizing your partner and your wife's great work and great contribution. That is what this show is about. That is putting your money where your mouth is and championing women and sponsoring women and giving... Um, you know, shining a light on the woman who helped to make your business what it is today. So maybe she should be on this show on another episode. Yeah, well, she's, she's, she really is remarkable. She's an introvert. So I don't know that she'll relish the spotlight as much as I do. But I have to tell you, I mean, I, I want to be very transparent with you here, Susan, and with your audience. Um, this has not always come naturally to me, recognizing that um, it's important to acknowledge the other people around me. You know, when we collect compliments, I think we all, everyone is different, but a lot of people sort of struggle with, what do I do with this? Do you know, do I just say thank you? Should I try to be modest? Should I say, oh, don't be silly? But then that sort of, you know, um, demotes the person who's given the compliment. So it's a little bit of a complicated moment to navigate. And my yeah. wife has been really great about coaching me um, on how to kind of, um, respond to that such that it is a truthful uh, answer and that it really gives uh, the people who deserve the credit uh, some acknowledgement. Because even though you're directing that to me right now, and I certainly appreciate that, and sure, I played a role in all of it too, the truth is it, it's not solely mine. The gift you're giving me with you know that compliment is not mine to keep. It's mine to distribute if I'm going to be fair to the sources from which these various things came. So I wanna say something very important about that. And I think it's beautiful that you have um, either learned humility or have humility. And that's great that you give uh, credit where it's due. But I also want to, and I use the word but on purpose because I wanna pivot. I want you to think about how few women say thank you and own their story and take credit for the good work they do. Often they'll say, oh, it's because of someone else, or oh, I got lucky, or oh, with a, when really they need to step into their power, own their story, and say thank you. So I guess it depends on each situation, I would say that, but gender communications, we talk a lot about that, how men will say thank you and move forward and own their story and get recognized for either solving problems or preventing problems. But women, on the other hand, deflect, defer, give other people the credit, fail to take credit where it's due for themselves, don't get rewarded uh, for problems they most often prevent, because if you prevent a problem, then no one recognizes the fact that something didn't happen that could have happened. Um, so we often 
you know, shift into prevention mode rather than solution mode and don't get recognized. So depends on the situation. You don't want to be too humble where you're not um, owning your story and you don't want to be too braggadocious or own the story where you alone were not the person who solved the problem. So I just wanted to clear that up a little bit. It's very um, situational, let's say. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, let me well, ask certainly you. Certainly a, a work in progress for me. <laughs> I love that about you. And anyone who's um, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, or even, um, you know, intellectually mature, like business-wise. When I don't want to say physically. It has nothing to do with the physical. But the spiritual, intellectual, emotional, as you mature, you recognize that it's not always at all about you. But there's a time when you just say, okay, this is about me, and I need to own this and take credit for it. So we're all growing. No one has all the answers and run from the person who claims they do. So let me ask you this, because I love your mission. Um, tell me more where this mission came from. Right. So the mission at our company is to expand hearts, minds, and horizons. Um, we just happen to do that with um, service providers and their firms, and we happen to do it by uh, applying our expertise, which is primarily in the realm of business development and the technologies that we develop. Um, but this all came from Simon Sinek. You know, I'm, uh, I, I am a big fan of his TED Talk and his work with, uh, where he talks about Start With Why. And as I reflected on the company uh, when we were figuring out what our mission statement would be, I did some soul searching uh, and, you know, my, my partner and I kind of looked at, all right, well, why are we doing this, right? At the end of the day, sure, making money, that's the byproduct and that's certainly important. But um, what, what is just as important, if not more important to us than, than, the, than the money or the next deal? And what we came up with was what really lights us up is being able to expand people's hearts, minds and horizons because the company... Uh, endeavors to touch people on all three of those levels, not just to, um, you know, make them smarter about business development, certainly at a high level, that's true. But hopefully, if they are smarter about business development, then they're also going to create more meaningful, uh, you know, heartfelt connections with the people in their lives uh, that in, in empower those business relationships and those transactions, and, you know, expand their horizons and to be able to elevate themselves professionally and personally through the, those relationships and through the courageous efforts that they take to reach out to people who maybe they don't know as well and to deepen those relationships and learn from each other. So, you know, it all sort of weaves together into that distilled mission statement of expanding hearts, minds, and horizons. It's a very, very good mission statement. And as you well know, and probably most of the listeners that I have will know, um, the relationship. So, so client service is the number one business development tool you can ever, you know, put in your toolkit. And that is be a great listener, be, you know, one who understands your client's needs and listen with your head and your heart. I think we call it third level listening. Some, some folks who do what you and I do, will call it third level listening, where you really are listening with your, all, all these pieces and parts you talk about your head and your heart, your whole body, everything's engaged. You really do care and empathize. You ask not just, you know, how is it what I do can help you, but you ask, what is it that you need? You see what I'm sure. saying? Because sometimes, you know, make it about them and not you. I love this mission statement. It's wonderful, wonderful. Well, how will people benefit directly from what you and your partner and others 
at Accurate Inc. do? Well, I think, uh, you know, the pain point that we're primarily focused on is just that people want to grow their, their practices, their businesses, and they usually don't find the time to be able to do that simply because they're so busy dealing with their existing client needs and the administrative uh, tasks that are uh, baked into running a, a busy practice or business. And so, you know, they're always dealing with the urgent and sometimes they uh, are unable to get to the important business development, relationship management, that stuff is really important, um, but it's not always urgent, right? There isn't a deadline associated with deepening a particular relationship or identifying a new uh, ch channel partner or someone with whom you can expand what you do in a meaningful way. So, uh, you know, what we provide is uh, training and, and concepts and frameworks and then ultimately technologies that really make that easier for people, make it so that it's more accessible, uh, it's more likely to occur, and that to the extent that they're open to being held accountable to it, they can either hold themselves accountable through the technology or uh, be held accountable through our various coaching and training programs. I love that. Everything you said resonates. So you're speaking my language. So of course, I'm a huge fan. Of course, I'm a huge fan. But I'll say there are people listening right now who say I could never do that, or I'm afraid to do that, or I didn't go to law school to become a salesperson. But it's not about selling. It's about solving someone else's problem or, you know, preventing that problem or being highly valuable to your client outside of, let's use the case of lawyers outside of just doing your billable work or working on a matter. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not a way to differentiate yourself. So I think the training and the tools that you provide um, help people become more valuable to clients. And, and again, a lot, a lot of lawyers say, you know, I do great legal work. So what? So do most lawyers, at least from the perspective of the buyer who usually doesn't, um, you know, decipher. They don't keep track of the day-to-day -day regulatory landscape or how laws are changing or the impact, you know, on an industry or on the competition or even on their own company. So if you can differentiate yourself by having these great soft skills, as we call them, or, you know, EQ in your leadership style, um, you will develop business. And I think that, that you're teaching uh, not only good content, but your delivery is great, David. Um, I haven't seen others uh, present in your company the way I've seen you present, and you do a great job, totally. Uh, I, I would buy dirt <laughs> from you, David. Um, but let me ask you this. How did you come to do what you do? I mean, it's you've never worked as a lawyer, obviously. You don't have JD. You've never worked in a law firm setting that I know of. You've never been in-house. You've never worked in a law department at a corporation. How did you come to, you know, help people in professional services? What brought you here? Sure. Well, like I said, it was um, it wasn't by design so much. I mean, my first career was in the entertainment industry, as I mentioned earlier. I was a, an actor, um, and I worked on a, a number of television shows. And then um, I got recruited into a software company, and I worked there for several years, primarily doing business development and marketing and. Uh, various other roles. So um, when I met my wife, you know, she's the JD and she, it was really her idea for us to focus in the professional services world. So she brought to the table that contextual experience around 
you know, what lawyers struggle with specifically when it comes to developing a client, how to apply the business development acumen and the, the presentation and communication skills that I was bringing to the table to those professional challenges. Uh, and it really was, you know, a marriage quite literally and figuratively uh, of perspectives. So, you know, you said earlier, sometimes lawyers prefer to work with JDs, and I can certainly appreciate why that would be true. Um, that is a, a very relevant perspective that one can turn to. But there's also the consideration that, you know, people who have um, developed uh, products and services and sold those services to a broader audience have better uh, insights into what the client's experience is, right? What is the buyer ultimately uh, thinking about? And how is someone who, uh, whether they're software or any other kind of company, looking at their uh, service providers to help them to expand, not just within the legal department, but even beyond that. So, you know, what I brought to the table ultimately and what I endeavor to continue to bring to the table is a, a, an elevated perspective that looks at things uh, from numerous points of view. Uh, but certainly at this point, you know, 20 years working in legal, providing business development solutions to, to law firms and, and other kinds of firms, we've really gotten to the point where we deeply understand what firms are going through, what they're dealing with, what strategies work, which ones don't work, and ultimately, how can we marry not only that contextual relevance of their unique expertise and their profession with the fundamental sales skills and marketing techniques that uh, work across the board uh, and how do we communicate all of that in a way that is compelling, engaging, make sure that the audience is really leaning into the message uh, and, and delivers the results. So David, I understand your journey and I think it's great that you recapped and were able to further expound upon your journey. Um, I guess I should have been more clear I want to say, what would you attribute your success to? Like, what brought you here? What is your superpower? Is your, your, you know, you don't give up? Or is it you have this amazing gift of storytelling? Or wh what is it? What, how did you get from where you started to where you are? What, what's your gift? Your yeah, superpower? I would say probably tenacity is one thing that um, I, I've always, I don't know if I've always had it, but I certainly developed it uh, in early adulthood. And um, that's served me very well. I think it is important whenever one looks at business development or any endeavor that requires staying in the game, that you have that sense of grit and you're willing to play the long game. Um, so I'd say if, if I have a superpower, that's probably one of them. And I guess another one would be that I've always um, been really curious about how do you take an idea and break it down into its applicable components, right? I mean, there's, a, there's certainly plenty of best practices out there and concepts and frameworks that someone can just sort of Google or, or look at a presentation and, and, and pick up. But that's not even half the battle. You know, knowing what you should do is, uh, is pretty common. Most people know what they should do in order to grow their practice or to you know, develop business or what have you. It's getting themselves to do it that's the hard part. And it's breaking what you should do into those uh, minute, uh, accessible steps that you apply every single day so that after a period of time, you look over your shoulder and you say, oh, I've actually come some distance here because I, I stayed with it, because I was tenacious, and because I understood what the next step was that I needed to take along the way. You definitely have grit, my friend. I totally know that. That's, that's for sure. Um, 
I wanted to say something about your ability to analyze, break things down into bite-sized pieces. That is a gift not everyone has. So we do have a lot of information out there, a lot of theories, a lot of concepts. How do you break it down to something you can apply over and over again that results in success over and over again? That's, I think, what you do. And that would be uh, a superpower, I think. I don't, I don't know that, that a lot of people can do that. Let me ask you this, because my focus is about fighting hard and loud for equity in the workplace. What do you think um, we can do or what, you know, what can you tell us? How can you contribute to our fight um, to help women achieve equity in the workplace? Well, I can share my perspective um, as someone who's deeply committed to this and who often gets it wrong. Um, you know, I... Uh, well, your we, wife we, has trained you well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you you and I have had some interactions through the Diversity Leadership Forum, which is, I think, a fantastic arena. Any kind of a peer group where you can have this kind of an open dialogue about gender differences and different perspectives is hugely helpful. Um, and uh, I recently got around to reading Sheryl Sandberg's uh, Lean In, which I would say should be required reading for any man who works in a workplace, um, simply because it provides a really thorough perspective. I, I know some people criticize Sandberg uh, on that book, but I found it to be very eye-opening uh, just in terms of what she has gone through and the kinds of things that you know, she struggled with and, and had to navigate. And in some cases, listening to a chapter and going, you know what, I was probably guilty of that at some point. And yeah. in fact, I just remember doing something very similar to that two weeks ago. I've got to go back and apologize to someone. So I think, you know, what it does is just kind of pulls aside the curtain and helps us to recognize that we are going through this evolution. Um, and, and it's one that, you know, sometimes is navigated somewhat clumsily. I'll tell you a quick story. So, you know, our business development director is a woman, really talented um, executive named Lindsay Martin and, um, you know, strong uh, work ethic, uh, definitely a very driven personality. And uh, she and I were on a call together talking to uh, a prospective buyer of one of our software products. And she'd been talking to this guy for a while um, and had, you know, given him some details about our product. And later he, when, when I was on the call, uh, he said, well, you know, you guys never told me uh, about this one, you know, component of the deal. And Lindsay said, no, I, I did tell you, um, you know, I, I just told you like two weeks ago and, and I've got an email string here. And he says, well, you know, I, I, I didn't see that email or whatever. He was definitely sort of being defensive about feeling like he hadn't been told a certain piece of information. And what I did was I, I did something that's kind of instinctual for me, which is I played the role of mediator. I stepped in and I said, well, you know what? I, I'm sure, you know, maybe Lindsay communicated that and, and it would, probably could have been communicated more clearly. And I just apologize that, you know, you didn't get the communication that you needed. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, let, let's, let's go over that one more time. And I sort of placated him and, and to, to the best of my knowledge, I, I, I helped to save the deal. But afterwards, Lindsay pulled me aside and she said, you didn't handle that very well. I was like, really? T tell me more. And she says, well, you didn't defend me. Like, I did tell him that. I did tell him the thing that he says I didn't tell him. And rather than you coming up with a solution that retains my credibility in the conversation, you essentially gave him all the power and took, took it away from me. Like, how am I going to have this conversation 
any kind of conversation with him in the future. If you've just made it look like, well, the CEO is always, the guy CEO is going to swoop in and, you know, he's going to make the customer right, even to the detriment of his own team. And it was such great feedback. You know, I, I sort of, we, then we went through a little bit of a role play and I was like, okay, how should I have said it? And we came up with a message that was a little bit more like, listen, if Lindsay says that she gave you that information, I'm 100% certain that she gave you the information. So, you know, that, that's, that's just what that is. Um, maybe we need to go over it one more time. Certainly sometimes when you hear it from different perspectives, it can come across a little differently. So let's go ahead and go through this again and make sure that, uh, you know, it's really crystal clear and that we can move forward, right? So rather than throwing Lindsay under the bus, give her the credit that she's due, that, that is due to her uh, in that she did communicate this and that ultimately there may have been a, a disconnect, but not to sort of rob Lindsay of her, her uh, you know, position as a leader in this conversation. So I, I share this example just as, you know, to sort of illustrate that it is, there are so many nuances to it. It is a work in progress. I'm always, you know, making these mistakes. And fortunately, I'm surrounded by uh, people and women in particular who uh, uh, are quick to help me understand how I can improve and how I can fulfill on my commitment to uh, empowering women in the workplace and just empowering people in general. But I think without that willingness to be open and be coachable, there's just no hope for us, right? Because we, we cannot see our blind spots. We can't help the conditioning, that we can't help the fact that, you know, I was, I was raised by parents who just didn't have these considerations when they were growing up. And so I've learned what I've learned and now some of that stuff I have to unlearn. So David, I, I would, this is what I teach. I mean, I should, you know, give your folks a session. I might've taken a third approach, not either approach that you did or that Lindsay recommended, but that's for another day. Uh, remember always the receiver makes meaning of the message. And in that case, your um, primary receiver was your prospect. But I applaud you mightily for being a transformational leader versus a hierarchical leader who then welcomed feedback from your team member. So that is great. So, 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 so give me some coaching here. Where, how, what's that third thing that I should have perhaps considered as a, a way to pivot out of that? Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, I may have to charge you. you know? <laughs> okay. so. Sorry, I didn't, I, I wasn't looking for a freebie here. I, I thought I, I was teeing you up for what you wanted to say. <laughs> I'm just teasing you, David. But yeah, that would have been a nice setup for me to volley over the net. But yeah, right. no, no, this is about you today. But I love the most important part of that story was not whether Lindsay was right or the client was right or whether David was right. It was that David, the leader, was open to feedback from his team member, whom he respects so greatly, and you both still got the deal done. So, yeah, right. all around. Thanks. So, let me ask you this. How do you spend your free time, man? Oh, well, um, you know, my wife and I are very blessed. We have a great marriage, and so I spend free time with her and, and delight in that. And then I have a 10-year-old in my life uh, through the Big Brothers of Los Angeles program, and... Uh, I've been paired up with him for going on four years now. Wow. Uh, so uh, he doesn't have a father in his life and uh, he doesn't have any siblings. So his mother signed him up for the program when he was just six years old. And, um, you know, he and I were matched up. And I, uh, when we're not in quarantine, I see him every weekend and, uh, you know, we, uh, we hang out together. And right now we've been doing pretty regular Zoom calls every couple of days. And, 
just trying to stay connected with him and, and, and make sure that I continue to be a part of his life and, and him a part of mine. So, you know, it doesn't look like on, on this round, uh, I'm likely to have any biological kids. So uh, I'm making the most of the, uh, this lovely relationship I have with, uh, with him. And, and that's how I love to spend my, my free time. David, of all the beautiful things about you and all the things I love and respect about you, that has to be number one. Um, wow. So my son, my husband adopted my son. I, I had divorced and fought for sole custody and won. Long story short is at eight years old, he um, became my husband's son. And I have a special place in my heart for people like you who love children who are not your biological children. And I think this relationship that you have with him, which I've heard you talk about before, and you talk about it with such feeling. It's very moving. Um, thank you for sharing that. And I would love to meet Rebecca someday because every time I'm with you, you talk about her. And I'm starting to think, is she real? I've never met her. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's real, all right. I'm, I, hope, I hope that day comes soon. I hope so, too. She sounds amazing. And I would love to have her on the show. Um, Sometimes. So I do interview a lot of introverts and they, they actually enjoy it. I, I, I pull the best of them out and share. If, any, if anyone can, you can, I'm sure. <laughs> well, let me ask you, how can people connect with you? Cause you're so, they're going to want to, how can they reach you? Oh, I appreciate that. Well, um, certainly there's uh, LinkedIn and I would encourage uh, anyone to who's, who's listening to your podcast and interested in staying connected to me to start there. Um, there's plenty of information on our website, which is Ackert Inc., which is uh, A-C-K-E-R-T-I-N-C.com. And then we have a, um, our next piece of uh, thought leadership is a uh, industry-wide survey on the state of CRM uh, and, and how CRM is being used within professional service firms. So if, if uh, business development and relationship management is something that is, uh, is intriguing to you, then uh, I would encourage you to contact me and we'll, we'll send you that CRM survey and, and share the white paper uh, that we write uh, as a result of, of that data we collect over the next month or so. Awesome. Let me ask you a question about the blog that I'm going to write. Every time I interview a podcast guest, I write a blog about them and I input the uh, or insert the podcast into the blog. What I can do, um, if, what I, if I'm correct, is I can insert a link to your survey in that blog as well. So couldn't someone click on that and go to the survey? They sure could. Yay, so we'll do that. So David, this has been amazing. I'm sure my listeners um, have just, you know, they, they are drinking the David Kool-Aid just like I have for years and it's tasty and I'll not stop. So thank you so much for all the good products, services, information, thought leadership, the great surveys and white papers you share each year and throughout the year. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You help to make me a better trainer and coach and professional. I'll say that right there. With that, we will say our goodbyes um, and look folks for the um, blog to come out within 48 hours. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Susan. Really appreciate you, it. You bet, you bet, my pleasure. Have a good day, everybody.